0: This is Silicon Reel, the video podcast dedicated to the people of the London technology startup scene. I am Brian Rose. I also host London Reel, which is a similar three-person format. We've got uh, guests like uh, 4-Hour Workweek, Tim Ferriss. We've had six-time Mr. Olympia, Dorian Yates. Uh, We've also had Bruce Perry from the BBC series Tribe. Uh, Check it out. But today, we are talking technology. My co-host today is Colin Pyle, who uh, runs Online Language Schools, a coffee companies and uh, mustache contests how's it going mustache fundraising oh, okay uh, well the mustache is going really well but it's shockingly the f- well the
1: fundraising is going horribly okay so you trying to say I, something here? i well i didn't i really waited to push it and i haven't started so much i wanted to have like a good stash before i started really pushing it so um so it's it's coming it's halfway through.
0: Okay. Exactly. So, so you're uh, trying to subtly say that you would like funding so they can come see you at, yeah. at Pile C on, on Twitter, right?
1: It's yeah, I'll, I'll tweet it out through Silicon Reel too. Okay. and And we'll put it at the bottom maybe of the uh, YouTube page so that in the comments maybe so everyone yeah. knows it's there. You got to get we'll paid if, for doing that too, yourself. I know,
0: exactly. There's, there's no excuse. All right. Well,
1: I, I'm, I'm like meeting people too. And, you know, the first thing you have to say is, you know, I don't normally
0: look like this. Hey, do you actually say that? I do, yeah. You should just own it and just yeah. be like, yeah, what's up?
1: One girl today was just like, <laughs> you totally didn't have to say that. Really? I she knew? Like, yeah. No, okay. she was like, I thought, like, you're pulling
0: it off. And I was like,
1: oh, really? Really?
0: Really? Never oh, know. Everyone's
1: got their own It taste. seems like you have a
0: hot tub at your house. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know what that People means, think so. I'm like a police officer. That's just yeah. Superior. All right. Okay. We're going to move on from that. Our I'm guest not- today is Mr. Brian Taylor, who is the CEO and founder of PixelPin, uh, which quite simply provides picture password software. Uh, Brian, uh, you work with military intelligence and defense companies. Uh, before you uh, developed uh, your approach to online authentication, uh, which uh, uses personal pictures to replace passwords, as far oh, as I understand.
2: That's very good.
0: It's yep. pretty good, yeah? Right, yep. Welcome to Silicon Real. Thank you. You know, you've got a crazy story, and I just wondered if you might share it with us, because I watched your video that uh, I think you filmed at Waira, where you talked about how I think you were um, uh, working uh, with the London Met surveillance team. You were trying to transfer some military-grade surveillance onto the Homeland Security guys, and you looked at their password security system, and you found it very complicated and yet very simple. Can, yeah. can you hit us up with that story?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, I've I've got a very long background in military communications and surveillance systems and um, I'd managed to get a gig with a company called Talus to move their handheld thermal imaging uh, technology out of the special forces and things like that and in the the intelligence community and they wanted to move into um, the homeland security market mainly as a result of nine eleven and 7-7 seven, um, seven, seven and all those kind of things. So I was given a blank sheet of paper for a year and told to go out and uh, meet lots of different people, uh, which I, I did. I met an awful lot of Mr Smiths that year, and it culminated in um, a big country house demonstration of lots and lots of technology that you don't normally see uh, in Lincolnshire, um, of the craziest guy who is like Q off um, James Bond. <laughs> but for a very short period of that time I was I was doing some work with one of the surveillance teams and um, I was horrified to realise that they do pick up their laptops uh, with very sensitive data on it, as you can imagine um, to go out into the back of the white vans and go and follow people They really yeah. are in white vans? Absolutely Plumbing okay. Absol- vans? They, have, a they could have fish and chip on the yeah, side they you are, know, are. Whatever, whatever, but they're, they're real and um, <clears throat> so essentially... They have a, a big problem of security because of the sensitivity of the data. But the other thing is that because of that, they have three levels of security to go through. Each level is a randomly generated password that is 15 characters long. That changes every month. So essentially, um, bless them, they do what you and I would do because we can't remember all of those things. They write them down. So there is no security. Um, and it was literally a, that it was a throwaway comment that got me into the situation that I'm in today. And I said, why don't you use pictures? Because in a high-intensity environment, we remember pictures better than anything else. We kind of all looked at each other and went, I haven't done that, I haven't seen that. And I thought, no, I haven't either. So from that, I spent three months in the um, London um, British Library in the in the intellectual property department. Um, I've subsequently raised uh, my own patent and um, which is going through it hasn 't been granted quite yet, and um, spent fifty thousand pounds of my own money on um, patent lawyers. Uh- I won't call it MVPs, but on de-risking the technology and doing prototypes.
0: Okay, because it's important for you to own this technology so people right. don't copy what you're doing. Absolutely. So, you, I mean, just, just quickly back to your story. These guys had Post-it notes with these 15-letter 15 alpha, 15 alphanumerics on their laptops.
2: It's not quite as bad okay, as okay, that. But they, they do, as every policeman has it, they have a logbook. Okay. So they hold it in their logbook. Okay. Yeah. So it's on them all the time. I do the same thing. And
0: just for anyone that wants to steal my iPhone, I've got passwords on my iPhone that are for banking and all this stuff. I mean, and I was, I was on the phone with HSBC the other day and he's like, what's your six to 10 digit security pin? And I forgot. And it's just this whole frustrating procedure. It's almost, it's, it's an an, anachronism, right? Mm -hmm. These passwords.
2: Well, it, it is. It's, um, I mean, passwords have been around a long, long time, since the Roman times, you know. And certainly whilst I was in the army, you had to have a password to get back into base and all of these kind of things. But you've, um, uh, you've got to remember that within the world that we're in now, the internet connected world, they're just not good enough for the job. Not because passwords in themselves can't be good, because they can be, but we as human beings can't remember difficult passwords. Um, and it's just hard. So we are the weakest link in it. So that's why Pixel Pin was invented, to essentially make it fun, make it easy, um, make it accessible to any language, any age range, all of that kind of stuff. But we do all of the, the security and the hard work behind it.
0: Okay. And quite simply, if someone wants an example, it's usually a personal photo, mm-hmm. and the security process is picking, what, four points on that photo in a specific order. It's, Correct. it's that simple, right? That's it. Okay. And like you said, you make the simple stuff look easy, right?
2: That's, well, <laughs> it's taken us a long time, but yes. <laughs> I mean, that, and, that and idea doesn't
0: sound novel, but if you no, would have told me how to do that a year ago, I wouldn't have come up with that. Especially
2: using your own picture. That's that's quite... Yeah.
1: Now, can you explain how that is more secure than... Yeah, sure. ...password, I guess?
2: Um, it's not an apples and apples kind of um, comparison. So um, it's an apples and oranges comparison. But so... There's two sides to it, so I'll I'll do the apples first. So passwords, um, A, they're not good, B, we're not good at them, and C, they are words, so they can be dictionary-attacked by uh, computers. Um, And probably 90% of any word that's been thought of in the planet in any language in any dictionary is now in a dictionary-attack file. So you just bash the database with these things and you will get 80 to 90% of stuff within a matter of minutes um wow. the other side of the the coin is that the longer the password then the uh the more securities but equally industry standards don't current industry standards the microsoft's the googles the whoever don't use encryption they use something called hashing and basically what that does is it converts that word into a set of numbers and and uh Strings of letters and, and uh, numbers and letters that, when you then put your password in, you hash it again and you match it up to the thing that's hashed as well. So you're not actually matching words together; you're ha- matching the hashing. And what this means is that um, anybody can just hash r- random numbers until you get it right. <coughs> and sorry, excuse me. And essentially, um, hackers. very clever people they know that we put a one two three on the end of things or you know we use a a a zero instead of a naught and sorry instead of an o a five instead of an s and they they can do all these permutations so it's it's very easy to break going on to the um oranges side of things essentially a picture and the way certainly that we store it isn't um Comparable to a password at all, and there's also many more points of interest on a on a picture. And if you were to do, you know, the the very basic maths of it on a computer screen of a thousand twenty four by seven hundred and sixty high, it's like eight hundred and fifty thousand, whatever it is. Um, it's a big number to actually go through. But we're clicking on certain areas. So there's something called information entropy, um, and that is to do with how busy the picture is. A bad example of a picture would be um, a boat on the sea with the moon behind it, because there's only three things you can look at. A good example would be a picture of the Sistine Chapel, because it's a very detailed, lots and lots of information in it. And um, so you can use any picture. I, I use the tube map, because I've, I've only moved to London two years ago and I'm still learning my way around. And um, So I use the tube map, and that that is a way of learning the tube map, and it's also personal to me.
0: Hmm. Did you ever think about going with a standardized picture? Was it <clears throat> in the beginning of your development of Pixel Pen? Was it ever that?
2: No. We've, we've, we've done a lot of work with um, uh, Nottingham University as well. Uh, we had a PhD student for three months. She was, she was brilliant. Um, and there's an, an immense amount of academic work behind um, all of this that says, we remember because we're humans. We remember pictures better than anything else. So right from the offset, it was um, use a personal picture because if I show you my personal picture, I can even show you the pass points on it. It is very unlikely that even within two minutes or certainly a day, you will remember it because it's not relevant to you. And so, but the recall for me is it's it's a personal picture, and I can tell myself a story about that day or that event or whatever, and that recall is 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 the big thing. And a lot of the academic research will also cover things like, that say that if you do use a standard picture, people forget their passpoints very quickly. Whereas if it's personal... It's 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 in long term memory much easier. OK. All right. Well, we always ask people that, that come here
0: just some basics about their companies. So I'm going to ask you the same questions mm. about Pin. Sure. Well, you know, what have you done so far? What are your plans for the future? You know, and what makes you guys different? And then finally, my favorite question is, why will you win
2: in this space? <laughs> OK, go back to question one.
0: Yes. What have you done? What have I done? Or what are you going to do? That's kind of a combination question. You obviously take this patent very seriously because I guess that's the core of your technology, right?
2: Yeah. It's it's certainly the process of what we do. So what have we done? uh, We've been very fortunate in raising um, finance from the Technology Strategy Board. I didn't know about the Technology Strategy Board. Did you?
0: No. Okay. All right. Uh, Maybe give us a quick minute on
2: that. Sure. Technology Strategy Board is a a government um, quango. Um, They're not a government-affiliated thing, but they have a lot of money to invest in technology um, and essentially to make Britain a better place in the world market so uh, they have run competitions every month and in this particular instance it was for 100,000 pounds and i think 18 companies got through and 14 companies have actually been able to take the 100,000 pounds but it's not just a gift it is a grant so you don't ever have to pay it back
1: 14 companies per month get get a 100 grand
2: there's, there's a lot of money in Jeez. there's a lot of money in yeah. this um, and it's a big, it's a big deal. Yeah. It's a big national deal. Um, and um, But the, 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 the Achilles heel to it, or the difficulty is, they don't just give you the money. You've got to get match funding from private investors or put your own money in if you've got it. Mm. I didn't have any because I'd spent my 50 grand. Um, so we got investors, and we were fortunate enough to get um, a private company called Trant Holdings um, involved and also Telefonica as a result of... Wira, there you go. So, um, you took some of the Wira funding money and put yeah, that into that. Okay. Yeah. Right. So we so we managed to, to match fund that, um, and obviously gave equity away as well. Um, subsequent to that, we've spent a year doing the project, which is very specific, um, and and the the, te- the technology strategy board rules are very very uh, well, really quite severe because they're used to dealing with huge companies like british aerospace or general dynamics or people like that they're not used to dealing with you know startups but they have been very good in accommodating so you spend the year developing the product de-risking it doing everything that you you can do but even during that year you're not allowed to actually sell anything and if you do any profits from that come off the hundred thousand pound grant so and then there's Monthly Gantt charts that need to be uh, updated, risk registers, all sorts of things. So it's, it, it's quite a heavy heavy overhead. To, and you're still to, in that process? or you No, finished? no. We, f- we finished that in July. Yeah, July this year. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. So that was the past. You, you put your money and got the patent. You had this program. W- what's for the future and, and uh, what makes you different?
2: Okay. What's for the future? Future is world domination, of course. Awesome. And Spoken like a true yank. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We... We want to be in the next two years everywhere on the planet that you see log on with Facebook or log on with Google, um, be it on an app, be it on a website, whatever. Um, And the reason for that is because unlike Google and and Facebook, we do not um, harvest any of your data. So we give you for the first time a private transaction with that website or that company that you're dealing with. So when you've finished that transaction, we don't know where you've been. Um, yes, they've taken some information from you because you've wanted to purchase something. You then go to another website. That second website doesn't know you've been speaking to website A. So privacy is really, really important, and and that I've been on some kind of government quangos myself over the last four years to do with privacy, and there's legislation coming through the the government. As I'm sure you're aware with all of the hoo-ha with the NSA and GCHQ this year, it's the best advertising we've ever had. Thank you. Hmm. Um, and um, so you know, privacy is really, really important. Was that always part of your business plan from day Al- one? Always, always. Okay.
1: So how does Pixelpin get involved in sort of hiding your, where you've been before and after?
2: Because we simply don 't uh, look after that information right. um, so, so, so
1: Pixelpin is a consumer product, or do you sell it to it, a facebook or something
2: it 's a business to business product, okay. so the aim is that website owners can log into Pixelpin and just set up an account right. so we would we 're essentially a global single sign on solution that uses pictures yeah. so as time progresses, there will be pixel pin logos all over the world. And wherever you see that, if you have a pixel pin account, then you can use that to log in. Right. Good. All right. And finally,
0: um, why will you win in this space? Why you guys, why this small company, why are a startup in the UK? Why? Cause this is serious business. Yeah,
2: it's serious business. I think the, the, the why comes from the people who are involved in the business um, and the history of, of the people involved in the business. We all come um, from uh, essentially large organizations who quite frankly, haven't got the bandwidth to do the job. And when they do do something, they don't generally do it very well. And I'll give you the best example I can, um, which is uh, Microsoft is a huge organization. They do have a picture password login for Windows 8, um, but it's a very small team who put it together, and they were forced to push stuff out very quickly, and it has already been hacked and broken, because they're just using what they used to normally do. We've taken a very different view, taking military-grade encryption um, algorithms and everything we do, we encrypt. So every single um, piece of information, we don't do any of the, the normal industry standard stuff. The other thing is, this is all we do. So you've probably worked in large organisations. You've gone, hey, I've got a really good idea. Mm-hmm. You know, can I do it? And they say, no, get on with your day job. You know, They've got different priorities. So this is our... Yeah, this is our one, 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 um, one area of, of expertise which we can grow in, in terms of a roadmap going into things like identity management and all sorts of things. So there's, a, there's a whole world of stuff out there. We've just got to get this bit going first.
0: Okay, fair enough. All right, well, this is uh, where we get real during the show, and, and we hit you with some devil's advocate questions. I hope you've got one. Got one. But you got one, right? Let, let's talk something quickly um, like the new iPhone. The new iPhone has the, thumb, the thumbprint biometric to get yeah. you in. Yeah. So, are, are you at all worried that biometrics are going to completely pass
2: your pixel pin solution by? And if so, why or why not? Uh, not at all. Um, a couple of years ago, um, my business partner, Jeff, was uh, part of the. UK passport and identity um, group. And um, I don't know if, if you know, but in the UK, nobody's ever had a, 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 um, a requirement to carry IDs. And we will never do that as a, as a nation. Um, and one of the reasons he discovered was there are over a million fingerprints on the police databases of unsolved crimes. So there's a million people who are not going to ask for an ID card. Um, and but also being, able, being accountable in that way is just abhorrent in, in, in the UK. Um, the other thing is with uh, biometrics, they are becoming very good, they are becoming robust, but it's still not uh, a kind of technology that you can roll out easily. It also incorporates and costs money because you have to have physical hardware to either look at your retina, your thumbprint, whatever it is. And at present, it can be easily spoofed, as unfortunately within 24 hours Apple found out when somebody put a a thumbprint onto a a jelly bean and got into the iPhone with that. So it's time will come. There are situations in government and probably military where individuals will be forced to use it, um, but it's not not ready for the wider populace, and it won't be for the next 20 years. Um, I'll even give another example of the... Uh, Irish um, scanning systems that were put in for fast tracking the, the um, yeah I saw the, those the the they got taken out this year really okay because yeah. you two, were
0: allowed to voluntarily give your your eye info to get through yeah. faster yeah. and no one wanted to do it is that well, no
2: no it, right? it wasn't no one wanted to do it it was there were too many false negatives okay. so kind of anybody who was going up to and it was letting them through or just not letting the right people through okay so they, the tech wasn't there
1: they have that in Canada in the US.
2: The, the iris yeah, scanning yeah? yeah for do the, people use it for
0: frequent flyers yeah yes yeah okay. it's, it
1: still exists okay think, colin
0: what, what what do you got what do you got for
1: us um well you always go first on these and he took mine did i take a <laughs> question yeah? um, i've got another one <laughs> no i've, I've got yeah. <coughs> right. there's lots of them. no I'm just of so. um, i guess for i don't really understand the technology behind sort of the the, the picture and just pixing. how do you patent that? Is it is it the technology behind the like the encryption, or because for me it seems very difficult to sort of c- just
2: control that that, yeah, that no, idea? Yeah, right? no, that's that's not an unreasonable question. Right. Um, in the UK, you can't patent software. In America, you can patent software, and um, so but what you can patent is process. So anything that is repeatable, you can patent that process. The patent for using a picture as a password, unfortunately, has lapsed. Um, so that's part of the investigation that I did. Um, and whoever had that didn't have the four grand a year it is or whatever it was to right. keep it going. But it's out there in the public domain. So it's available to anybody to do. Microsoft have implemented it. Microsoft have their own patent that... Um, <laughs> essentially, they're not particularly following um, because... Even though they've got a picture, they're not actually following their own patent. And I can give you the details of that. Samsung have their patent very specifically is the nine dots on, on their Samsung phones and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, but what the patent is, is very much about the process behind what we do. So as I mentioned earlier, um, almost anybody could come up and implement something like this. But because of our specialist knowledge and expertise and where we've come from over the last 20, 30 years, um, we're doing it to the highest standard. So we hope ultimately to be the Rolls Royce of, of right. uh, this kind of uh, kind of thing because there are, there are a couple of minis out there and they're not very right. good. So I guess that's a huge sort of hurdle of branding and awareness
1: and it's education. It's branding
2: awareness. Well, actually, the education part, um, you know, bless them, love them, hug them, uh, Microsoft is spending millions right. on educating the world for us. Um, about Windows 8 for example using a picture Um, the nice thing about Windows 8 is they can only use their technology on any Windows product and about three years ago um, I did a a little bit of work um, in Reading at their campus um, and they wanted us to put our front end onto their SharePoint product there was no money forthcoming and I was spending my own money so I said no we won't do it but what I've learnt is we can replace their front end so we're in a Kind of, when we get there, we're in a stronger position than, than they are. You know, you're, you're
0: one of the a couple of Weira companies we've spoken with. We had Simon Devonshire, the guy, you know, the head of Weira here in mm-hmm. London, and we had um, Higher Life in here, what, last week? Two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, what was it like
2: going through the Weira process? And then what's it like post Weira? That's what I always want to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Weira, Weira was a real, go- real godsend. Um, it was the first opportunity all of us as a group were able to sit together. Um, we, we are spread o- over the country, the West Country. And um, so three times a week, for example, we video conference in the morning to say what we're doing, what we did yesterday, what we're going to do tomorrow. This is your team. That's right. Okay. So to have that facility, A, to sit there and actually be together and work was great. The other thing is, as, as I've mentioned, you know, my background is very much military communications. Really, really happy walking into any big company you want. But I can't speak finance. I have never um, had to do, you know, terms of employment. I've never had to do equity stakes, anything else like that. So Wire was really, really good because they educated us with all of those things. They had amazing motivational speakers coming in, not just motivational speakers, but people who, who have been there, done it, and actually simplified some of the, some of the. Especially in the in in the side of equity and and um, the SEIS EIS all of these kind of things that we're still learning about. So that was a, a fantastic opportunity. Um, we took a lot out of it, but we also put a lot into it as well. Um, and um, having so it, it was a it was a, a fantastic experience. I wouldn't change it for for anything. When was this? What period? Um, it was July twelve until. April 13 and um, so yeah that was that, that was really really cool. So you were in there with higher life? Yeah cool. yeah but the other thing is being with other people as well and seeing how they're operating and being able to ask questions of each other um, and also the introductions uh, I remember on the I think it was the second day we were there um, the centre area the Agora there were about 70 people in there and somebody was talking to them and and they were making quite a lot of noise And I'm going, just keep quiet, William. For goodness sake, I'm trying to work here, you know. And then at the end, the speaker said, So, go and have a chat to the teams. They're just in the pods behind you, you know. Anyway, so people turned up, and I was polite at that point, of course. And um, so we showed them what we were doing, and and they were going, Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, we could, that's a real differentiator. We could do. So I said, Do you mind if I ask who you are? Yeah, we're Samsung, you know, mobile uh, phone manufacturers. And it was actually Telefonica's global annual briefing to all of their handset manufacturers and people like that. So there's no way I could have got in front of people like that. Right, yeah. right, right. And, and there's been many more stories like it. Okay, and what's it been like
0: being separated from the womb? You know, was there, was there some shock at first? Oh, always.
2: It's been what, seven months, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, actually, there's been shock and discontent. I think we have to say, okay. because everybody got so used to being there. Um, and um, so I'm, I'm, I'm very pragmatic about things. We have so much money. We're going to do so, so, much, so much with it. And um, so I said, we're going back to Tech Hub because we were at Tech Hub before. And Is we that- hot desk. Oh, sorry, back to Tech Hub. We're going to start charging. Know, exactly, yeah. 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 New business model. Yeah. Pivot. And um, uh, Anyway, so we went back to Tech Hub because it is it is perfect for us. Um, we get um, two, three days a week in there as a team. Um, and if we're then not out at, at the minimum of two to three days a week selling, we want shooting in the head. Um, so that 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 works really well. So... It, it was difficult to start off with for everyone just to settle down. But as soon as some, you know, as soon as the team had sat in there for a couple of hours, it's like, it's really cool. Okay. Yeah.
0: What's, um, what's going on in the next year for you guys? Do you have certain, um, uh, companies, certain sectors that you're targeting? Is yeah. it mostly big business? Are you going after, you know, the consumer? And then from there, I'll ask you more questions.
2: Sure. Um, Right. In- initially we've we 've actually gone live on on a, on a few websites, um, mainly in the startup world because you know they 're very flexible and very quick to to do things um, funny enough we 've also uh, been incorporated into the technology strategy board's website um, and um, but what 's really interesting there they they managed to incorporate it in two two hours um, and it 's taken the best part of six months to actually go live It goes live next week so Dealing with big companies and small companies is very different. But we have... Um, so what you mean by go live,
1: I can actually go and create a, an account on PixelPin yeah. as of next week or as of
2: today? Sorry, PixelPin itself, you can, you can set a, an account up today. And, okay. it's, and it's been live in, under beta since July. Okay. Um, but when you go to the technology strategy board site, no, um, you'll be able, site, to, log in you'll be able to log in and, and, and you know, do transactions on that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're on a couple of other websites as well. But what we've done is we've concentrated on two aspects, the self-service side, and people have just come along to the website and signed up and plugged in and, and they're away uh, working, which is fantastic, which is exactly what we want. But the other side is the big business side, so we do need to um, uh, address that. And we're, we're splitting in between um, fintech, um, e-commerce and uh, essentially betting. And we've, we've gone into those three areas specific, specifically for um, you know, very, very sensible business reasons. Um, and um, so the fintech area, we're really fortunate enough to be dealing with and doing a proof of concept with a, a big high street bank at the moment. Um, we're talking to a few other banks as well. Uh, so there's more to more to address there in the, in the coming weeks and months. Um, On the e-commerce side, we're doing user trials and have been for the best part of a year now, uh, going into a proof of concept and a live trial with them in the next couple of weeks. Um, So all of these proofs of concept trials are essentially paid for trials as well. So when we go to our VCs and and people that we want to raise money from, they say, yes, it's a great idea, but we want to see real business being done. Um, So that's starting to happen now. And um, the final one, the, the betting, is um, because it's you know we it's on your mobile phone as well. It's on laptops, it's on tablets, or whatever it is. Um, you might be down the pub and you want a cheeky bet on your favourite um, team. You might have had a few beers, so being able to log in and not have to remember a password, and use a picture is a lot easier. I do most of my best testing on a Friday and Saturday night down the local pub, um, so. Yeah, I know my limit <laughs> when I can't log in, and um, so that's a good thing. So it's big business too. Betting's big business. Right? Betting has a huge amount of cash available to yeah. it, and they are they are the the the, the pace setters in the technology. Yeah. So that's why we're down down those three particular routes. Fantastic. And,
1: and has uh, Telefonica? It seems like a a perfect
2: relationship potentially. If they. Yeah, Telefonica, Telefonica we're, we're doing um, work with, but unfortunately, Telefonica are like the other big companies. Um, they're huge. Yeah. And so we are engaging at various levels on their uh, front end, um, you know, for the O2 website, um, internally for Wira Global. Uh, we're talking to their guys down in, in, um, in Madrid. And there are other, other meetings coming up as well. So it, it is happening, but I don't think Telefonica know that Wira is their internal businesses as well. But that is, it's a strange situation, but that's, that's changing quite yeah. dramatically.
0: You know, I, I've got to ask you a question, Brian, and, uh, and you have a unique perspective in this way, unlike any other guest we've ever had. You're no spring chicken, are you? That's a fact. Um, as you said in your Wira thing, you're wise. <laughs> so you must have been older than anyone else in the Wira space. I, mean, um,
2: I, th- I think myself and my business partner, Jeff, um, we we beat everybody in you know just adding our our ages together was the average age of the other 16 teams um so uh yeah we're not spring chickens um and what is that? What is,
0: what do you see? Cause I'm not either, you know, and, and I must say, when I look at this whole industry for the last 20 weeks, there's there's so much energy oh, yeah, going yeah, on yeah, and you go yeah. on to these, you know, three beards events and everyone's yeah. talking about these great ideas. Yeah. I used to say people are excited about their jobs, which yeah. is an amazing thing. What, what do you see that maybe that other people don't when you're watching this younger generation? And And what do you think
2: you add? Not being part of that generation. Well, actually, it's funny because you kind of see yourself as part of that generation, which is dangerous in its own right. Because <laughs> my body can't take it anymore. <laughs> but um, but um, and drink about it every night. Isn't absolutely, you know? yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's um, no, no. It's it's it, it's it's really good. It's fantastic to see so many very very clever people um, excited about what they do. I've been really fortunate. I've had three different careers in my life so far. You know ten years in the military, twenty years in in military airspace companies, and now now this, and this is the best job I've ever had. you know there's no doubt about it. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else um but the energy it's infectious you know, and, and it and it does keep you going.
0: What are the... Um, I always ask this question to people that are on the show. If, if you had to get out of security you know, for the next few years and sign a, you know, a non-compete agreement and go into some other tech sector in London, what, what would you go do? I mean, you've seen a, a slew of companies at Wara. You just mentioned things like FinTech, which are huge in this city. Like, if you had to walk away from Pixelpin, what would you go do? You wouldn't go back to the military, I guess.
2: Why not? <laughs> it's always going to be there. Um, actually, I do know what my next startup is going to be. Um, And I'm I'm very happy to share it because I'm sure somebody will do it uh, before I get the opportunity to do it. And that is to um, have virtual windows. The flat that I live in looks onto a brick wall. Um, I've got daylight coming in, but I want to incorporate a flat LCD screen, high definition uh, imagery from around the world of beautiful places. And guess what? Somebody's going to have to go and film it. Yeah. yeah, so that's me, um, and then be able to stream it there, but connect it up to like the Microsoft Connect. So as you walk towards it, things, you know, the perspective oh, changes. Yes. Mm. So yeah. that's that's. So if anybody out there wants to do that. Go well, for it, because I want one. To
1: afford those windows, you wouldn't have a brick wall, maybe, looking out <laughs> into the window. Right? So it's kind of a catch-22. If you can afford the technology, you can afford the better flat. It's, it's, it's only a TV screen. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, Prices no, are just, always that's, coming that's, down anyway. So that's right? interesting. Yeah, yeah. So five years from now, where do you guys want to be? Do you want to be on every on every security yeah, system? Yeah,
2: absolutely, possible? absolutely. Are we
0: going to go to ATM machines and be pressing pixel pins? There is
2: there is that possibility. We we've even spoken to BMW about you know starting their high end cars because they do have touch screens in there. That's a cool idea. Um, so it could be anything, you know, anything that you've you've got to log into and, and has a touch screen. And talk to us about this whole, you know, Edward
0: Snowden. I mean, is he your, your angel investor in a weird way? Has this really helped you, a lot of
2: this you know,
0: extra security concern or, or, or not?
2: And that, Have you is, asked him to hack it? Yeah, yeah. This is, a, this is actually a double-edged sword. Um, my whole career has been security-based. Um, the Official Secrets out there, this, that, and the other. And, and so being in the kind of commercial world that I'm in now, I've also had to learn to speak to people because the best way to keep a secret is just not to tell anybody. Um, so now having to go out and promote your own business, it's an unusual thing for somebody of my background to, to have to do. So the double-edged sword part is Edward Snowden, in my view, has done the wrong thing for the right reasons, um, and which is you know, fine. Um, GCHQ and the NSA... NSA Bless them. They got caught doing what they should have been doing in the first place because that's their job. Um, has it been good for us? Absolutely. Because it's brought security into the public awareness. Um, and it's it's a big and very, very important topic.
0: You said he did the wrong thing for the right reasons. What did you mean by that?
2: Well, he signed a, 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 you know, an official Secrets Act thing. You know, you sign something. That's your word. You don't change it. Um, I'm just coming to the end of certain things that I've worked in that have a 20 year life on them and I've not been able to talk about them and I never have. And is that
0: your view? Is is your view pretty much the same across the intelligence community? Would you say? I don't understand the question. Like your former peers, do they kind of agree with you as far as once you do sign up, then you kind of, it is an oath. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah.
2: It's, It's kind of old school. I know, but, um, but it, yeah, you've got to have some integrity. And on, the, on that
0: same line, were you ever uh, hesitant to talk about your tech in such an open way because you're worried about your idea getting grabbed?
2: Yeah, uh, uh, but, but the, the other part is um, you've got to talk about your idea to get it out there. Um, and whether it's grabbed or not, if it is grabbed, then we'll just have another competitor. It won't stop us doing what we're doing. There's a huge pie out there. Okay. huge pie do you think NDAs
0: are um are you know an anachronism
2: they are but they were they were a, a sign of of trust and okay. commitment have you ever used them yeah absolutely
0: okay what do you think Colin? I mean you're, yeah. you're looking at businesses every day I mean when you see something like this sure it's I wonder if you could maybe touch on the revenue model a little bit because mm. I guess um
2: yeah in the short term I guess just maybe explain some of the yeah, revenue sure. side of things um, as we say, business to business sales. So the yeah. the, the um, web company um, will use our services. We charge on a, a per user per month basis. Right. So, and we don't mind if the end user uses the system once a month or a thousand times a month. We just charge for that one off user. Um, so that kind of caps things for the for the business as well. Right. Um, but are they paying now for? Sort of the security that they
1: that's provided, so they don't uh, maybe like HSBC. I have the token and my password. Yeah, are so they, is someone getting revenue in the background? Yeah, absolutely. Okay.
2: Yeah, because the people who who are making those um, those devices, okay. the hardware devices, I think they're about fifteen to twenty dollars a time. Okay. So someone's making a lot of money out of that. Fifteen to twenty dollars per t- per. Piece of time kit. I... Oh, per no, piece it, okay. of kit. I was like, no, 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 no. no, no. Um, RSA tokens, yeah. the things that change every minute. Okay. Um, they're about $15 a, a pop, right. I believe. And, um, but they're all hardware-based. Um, so there is an industry making money out of that. Mm. Ours is a pure software sale, so there's no, um, no additional hardware costs, right. no additional integration costs. Um, so the revenue model is very much a, a per-usage. What we're also noticing going into the three markets that we were talking about earlier is that people want to have a an annual license fee, um, may want to own the software on their own servers, and that's fine because you know, I did did a few years in heading up professional services for a, an, an Intel company, um, and we can do all of that. But ultimately, we, we it needs to be a balance of both. So we need revenue coming in from you know large companies, and then we need. Uh, multiple revenues coming in from small companies and it will grow for, through that way.
0: Would you, um, do you need to relocate to the U S at some point? Is that a market you need to be in, you know, boots on the ground, as we would say.
2: Um, I've, I've had the pleasure of, um, of working in San Francisco and Silicon Valley myself, um, with this, um, company called wind river, which is a, now an Intel company. Um, I'm not sure it's necessary. Um, having somebody there, I think, is, is going to be necessary, and we do fortunately have people in the wings who are saying, "Hey, I'm here. I can get on a, I can make a local call. I can get on a local aircraft, and we can do business that way." If we, as an internet business and a digital business, can't do deals uh, without having to get on an airplane, then I think we need to be, you know, shot. Um, you think so? You think, yeah, absolutely. Really? Yeah, it, it, you know, it is always important to have um, that first personal contact. Yeah. But after that, I've done sales in the past with, with Wind River, and I've not met my uh, customers after the first time. And you know, I've made good money. Right, but you didn't meet them that once. Oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why we need somebody on the ground in those countries. Interesting.
1: Quick question. You were, you're kind of one of the success stories from
2: crowdfunding. Yeah. So maybe, and, and did you raise on Cedars? We raised on, you on Cedars or we Crowdcube? Actually, we actually raised on both. Okay. Yeah. We raised on, on Crowdcube at the same time as we got the investment from, um, from Telefonica. Okay. Um, for convoluted kind of legal reasons, we were told that, or advised that we couldn't take the money, um, because of the, the business model that, um, Crowdcube were, were using. I believe Crowdcube have now fixed that and we could have done that now, I guess. Um, How much would you have raised on Crowdcube? Uh, £55,000. So about the same that Wire gave you? Yes. Roughly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And
1: okay. the issue was
2: is because of the timing? Of no, the, the, Wire the, the issue was to do with, at the time, the nominee structure. The legal well, structure. Yeah, okay, the I nominee see. structure. Yeah. Whereas on Cedars, and we've raised a full SAIS round of £150,000 with them, um, Cedars. Already has or had, and still has the single nominee structure. So we're, right. we're not dealing with the best part of 200 individual shareholders. That's it's right. managed via Cedars. Right. So you have raised money on Cedars. Yeah, um, 150,000. When did that close? Uh, April this year. Okay, all right. And what did you think of the whole experience, equity crowdfunding experience? I think it's great. It's 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 great for two reasons. One um actually three one it gets you out of the clutches of the the vcs because you actually go out and do something and it gives you breathing time and then breathing time two um it allows you know armchair investors to actually do something which is a, a punt possibly um but there is a potential of real return so it's small amounts you're not you're not putting all your eggs in one basket and the final part is for us we found it really important that people got the message understood it um and it kind of validated the product and what we were doing because it's, it's not just me in my little bubble. There's 300 people out there going, Hmm, this is a good idea.
0: Yeah, no, it's definite credibility. You mentioned the clutches of the VC. Are the VC in your future? Is a series a in your future? And how do you feel about that step?
2: Yeah, no, the, the absolutely 100% is a, 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 VC and series a in the, in the future. And, and the, and the big difference, and again, this is all part of our learning over the last two years um, the big difference is finding the right VC, not only for the right amount of money and the right amount of equity, but that can bring us to um, bring speciality to bear, open marketplaces, all of those kinds of things. So, you know, essentially bringing the smart money, the big money has to be smart money um, and, um, and opening those doors. We are in discussions with, with various uh, firms and they've, you know, the they're always very polite, um, which is nice, and, and always have better coffee than I do, but uh, <laughs> but you'd expect that. Um, but the um, no, that will that will come, in and we're and, and we're, we're working on that now. Okay, but you're not. It's not um, a necessity right now. It's not a necessity, but it is something that we want to be able to boost the business and grow the team. Is um, the, the, ca-
1: the cash raise
2: will primarily be
1: marketing, I guess, in, in, in the business, or do you do you need more cash in the technology side?
2: Um, because, because we're running two, two models a self-sign-up and a professional services, Mm as soon as you get into professional services, you need more people, technical people, and you need good technical people. So there will be a growing of that. There'll be a growing of the the sales and marketing, um, team and then pure marketing. So advertising the whole, the whole bit. So it's, it's a, it's a three way split essentially. And when are you, when are you looking to raise? We'd like, we'd like to have that sorted out by, um, March, April next year. Okay. He has so, the, he has so
1: VCs, if you're listening. Yeah, get really in touch. Has, he has yeah. the
0: posture of a man who is not desperate for VC money, and, and no. I like that. You yeah. can tell. Yeah. You can tell in their eyes. But he'll wear your T-shirt if you give him money, right? Yeah. Smart, <laughs> smart. Um, you know, Brian, I want to finish on a question we ask all the uh, people that come here on Silicon Reel and London Real for that matter. So here we go. If you can make a phone call to the 20-year-old Brian Taylor, give that young man a bit of advice, what would you tell him to do or not do?
1: this is a lot of life lived there, too. Right? Oh, man. Yeah, i, I so already so hit him pretty hard. But, uh, it's,
2: only, it's only one bit. Well, we had... Uh, <laughs> how, how old are you, Brian?
1: I'm 55. Oh, 55, oh, yeah. Um, uh The striped kid, what was his name? Uh, oh, John, John, John Collison. Yeah. He was 23. Yeah, 23. So we had to, like, think back three years. Yeah, yeah. I think I asked him what the 15-year-old <laughs> oh, John would okay, yeah, yeah. do. Yeah. 35 years ago, going back here. That's good take your time
2: no, no 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 um actually there would be there would be three separate areas but i will only answer one because i'm still going through legal wrangles with one of them okay um i can probably guess that one <laughs> you got it okay. um the uh the best the best bit of advice i would i would make is um start quicker and never give up and just and that's it and persevere um, I've, I've done startups, but for various reasons in the past, I've always gone, oh, no, that's too, too hard. And it is about perseverance.
0: Okay, and that's what you've now noticed with Pin. Yeah, Just keep yeah, going.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, on, on that same note, what's the best advice you've ever received? Actually, the best advice that I've received um, was at Wira. And, and it wasn't a guest speaker. It was actually Simon Devonshire. And he, he gave a, a, an anecdotal thing of being in a race, and he used to be an athlete. And he said, as soon as you look back at the competition, you lose. So just keep going. You know there's competition behind you, but just keep going. And I really like that.
0: That's like spoken like a sprinter. Usain Bolt says that as well. yeah? Well, any of the 100-yard dash sure. guys, 100-meter, they always say never look to the side. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Like you said, you know they're there. Yeah. But you've got one thing to do. Right. Yeah. And if you look at the pros, that's all they do. Yeah. But it, it's, it's such a good point, but it's
1: always a question when you talk to money people, right? They're always like, well, what if you do if this person, Mm -hmm. you know, if Facebook or Google comes into your industry, what's your, and he's just kind of say, it's possible. It's always possible, right? Bring it on. Yeah. But just
0: focus. Yeah. Last bit of advice. And and you do have a unique perspective here, but to the 20 year old that's listening, who wants to get into the tech startup industry, I mean, they're hearing all this news about it. They
2: see all these successes. What advice do you give to them? Um, I, I have an engineering background, um, and so I did an apprenticeship. Uh, I did, I worked on uh, high voltage uh, radio systems, tropicat scatter systems, telephone systems, stuff like that. As a as a sixteen to twenty year old, either get an apprenticeship, start looking up um, free education on um, programming. The last time that I programmed, I was programming in hexadecimal on a Z eighty chip. Um, I don't understand all of the concepts that people are talking about right now um but the the advice is just get stuck into it if you want to play about in that area and love it you you'll make a living a good living so get a bit of a technical background yeah is that what you're saying yeah
1: i would if you could give advice to the 50 year old listening to this wanting to maybe take that idea that they've had mm-hmm. and, and and make it a reality good question what, what you, this is what, what, that's what you did right just do
2: it yeah, I mean, what have you got to lose
1: well, a lot I guess well, no. a, lot of, a lot of people think you know 50 maybe you got a mortgage some kids some school costs how do, you, how do you make that jump I think that's so hard for people to get over
2: in their mind and I think that's the difference between people who do a day job and the people who will actually take that risk right. and I've it's in you or it's generally wrong, been kind of. a risk taker. Okay. Yeah.
0: It's just a mentality shift, right. yeah. isn't it? All you yeah. have to do is believe yeah. that it's worth the sacrifice yeah. course, yeah. to do that.
2: Yeah. And in, in, in addition to that, you know, um, you know, maybe it's because of my, my background and 10 years in the army. It's like, you don't give up. You just right. get on with it and do it. It's good stuff. Colin, what good did advice. I miss? What did I miss?
0: Did we no, I think, think?
1: Yeah, I think it's good. I think it's great advice. Great story. I love the technology.
0: Yeah. I love Um, this technology. I see it being scalable. I like your guys, uh, you know, take on the market. And then, like you said, more competition, you know, the better. Uh, There's plenty of pie out there. Absolutely.
1: Is is an exit something you're looking for or is that something you wouldn't want because you actually want
2: to have it open to everyone? No, no. An exit is absolutely part of the business plan. So in the next three to five years, uh, we want to rate it because we're not spring chickens and I want to go back flying again <laughs> you want to take those pictures for your, uh, yeah, for your absolutely. window <laughs> flying what, what are you, what are you, where are you flying what were you flying I'm, I'm, I'm a private pilot um, okay. and I've been flying since I was about 13 gliders oh. and things like that okay. but for the last four years I haven't been able to afford it because I spent all my money on this okay so the exit is to get back in the air yeah although it seems like this guy isn't going to be
0: out of the business for a while it seems <laughs> like you got some startups in your mind yeah 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 you don't seem like the beach type not. for the rest of your life yeah. um, awesome Brian Brian, thanks so much for being here. Uh, a really cool idea. We haven't really had someone on that talked about TSB. Yeah. We haven't really had a technology that's so scalable like this. You know, it's incredible, yeah. And it has like a lot of B2B you know, purposes. So thanks so much for being here. Pleasure. Um, Silicon Real News, things going on. We Donate. Got-
1: Donate, oh, yeah. for, Donate to for, November for, for November. Yeah. we got our, our,
0: our new uh, silicone Real website rolling out. It should be live next week. It's going to have all the episodes up there. You can easy to find everyone. Uh, and more we'll, contact info, everything.
1: Yeah. And, and once we launch the new website, we're we'll looking for ideas and blog. And it would be cool to try to create a one-stop sort of area where people can find out
0: stuff. But, uh, yeah, we're looking for yeah. guest blogs, especially from former uh, former yeah. guests on the show, and there'll be a lot more going on there. Yeah. So yeah. check that out. We're on Twitter, at Silicon Real. If you're listening to us on iTunes, come check us out on YouTube. You can see all of our unspring chicken-like faces, except for <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> on YouTube channel uh, Silicon Real. And uh, that's it. It's episode 21. 21. It's pretty awesome, right? Not bad. Over five months. Yeah in our third season right now third season and uh there we go as we say it's about the people and uh thanks brian for being here
2: appreciate thank it thank you all right guys take care cheers
1: you you need at least 10 investments okay right because you know, otherwise the risks involved is, is sustainable so firstly before that you have to have this this money has to be losable right it can't, it can't it can't be money you know it can't be money that your quality of life depends on Right. Right. Because, because then your emotions are going to be totally skewed it. in terms of, in terms of your it's involvement like a with these good companies. From the yeah. city. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what a city trader is. Um,